Good morning, everybody. Good morning. God bless you and welcome to London Family Centre. Um, for those of you in the UK, our schools have started back this week, so that's been chaotic. <laughs> um, the, the lockdown restrictions remain very strict. We can't have a, we can have a meeting in the building, but the current restrictions are that you can only have two family units in a building like this. So that's only two families at any given time. So for the unforeseeable future, maybe, I don't know, weeks or months, we remain uh, uh, online for our services, but be assured as soon as it's legally possible for us to, to move into some form of meeting, we will do so as soon as possible. Um, I got a really significant, what I believe is a significant word for you and for churches around the world today. So please give me extra attention this morning. I, I, I together with many pastors, want to begin a turning point in this whole 2020 business, okay? 2020 has been one of the most significant years in, in the history of the world. I, have we ever seen such chaos? Chaos in so many different areas of life and of society, of politics, of health. It's been a crazy year, a very significant year. And as we enter now September and come into the closing months of the year, we want to declare a, a line in the sand, draw a line in the sand and say, devil, you know what? Thus far and no further. And the church will rise up and begin to take back some of the things that the devil has stolen from us in a multitude of areas. Today's message is called Turning Point. And I want you to prepare your heart, your spirit, your mentality for us as a church to do that and churches out there to do that, but also you as an individual. I pray today that God bring you to a turning point. So Marys, would you pray for us as we begin? Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for your beautiful presence Hallelujah. in this place, Father. We thank you very much for your presence in the nation, yeah. every home, in every Cover the uh, person, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we want the presence of the mm. Holy Spirit in our life for apply the Word of God. Mm. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, statistics are telling us that, that people are turning to the Lord in, in large numbers around the world, and we thank God for that. I just, I just wonder, how bad does it have to get? How bad does it have to get before people turn to the Lord? How bad does it have to get before you turn to the Lord? I ran a, a, a drop-in center and I kind of was involved in a rehabilitation center for heroin addicts for three years full-time. It was a very interesting time. One of the first lessons you learn in, in, in that sphere of work is that rock bottom is very different for different people. And I don't know what's rock bottom for you, but I want to begin this morning just by thinking about that thought. I, I, I've been in ministry a long time, and some people stand out in ministry, some for being incredibly foolish and some for being wise. I can think of one pastor today who, who began to make some bad decisions. So I intervened in his life and I went to see him and I said, you know what, see if you do A, B and C, you know, the consequences here are, are not good. This is not going to work out well for you. But he ignored that advice and sadly he proceeded and there you go, things went very badly wrong. So I thought he would repent. 
I thought the situation's so bad. So I go back and he's continuing making some terrible decisions. So I, 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 I advised again, please turn back. But I've, have, I've observed this man over many years lose everything. He's lost his relationships, his income, his ministry, his position, his reputation. But to this very day, he has not turned. And I, I think when, when I look at him, I'm still bedazzled. I'm thinking, what is the end of the road for you? Some people sadly are like that. Um, I have another friend, pastor also, and he also began to go wrong. And one day I felt God called me to go and see him and try and advise him not to take this road. So I actually traveled up and I met this man in a train station and I, I, I just kind of looked him in the eye and I said, I'm warning you, if this is an official warning, if you continue down this road, things are going to go very bad for you. And to my great delight, that man left that train station and turned his entire life around. Just one warning and he, he completely changed. He didn't have to reach rock bottom, actually. He, he changed everything. And today, I am, I am overjoyed. I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating. You should see the blessing on that man's life. I mean, blessing in every department. So I, 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 I strongly advise you, and I speak to the churches in the world, don't let's get, things don't have to get any worse, do they, around the world? And in your life, this is September 2020. Turn back to the Lord. Every man, every woman, every child, every family, every church. Turn back to the Lord and turn now. Don't proceed down this road, world. <laughs> right? Look at the consequences on the world. I think of the prodigal son. We did some time as a church studying this. You know, rock bottom for him was a pretty dismal place. And he ended up in the pigsty. He ended up separated. But thank God, remember that wonderful line. It says, when he came to his senses, he said, I will arise and I will go back to my father. So I just thinking about it this week. It seems to me there's pretty much three types of people when it comes to turning to God. Right. And often crisis makes this happen. Crisis does tend to make people turn to God often. There's people who turn early, they're wise, and they don't hit rock bottom. They just see the dangers and they turn back. They turn early. Is that you? <laughs> There's people who turn late, like the prodigal son. And if that's you, you need to pay extra attention this morning and take extra caution. And then, with great regret, I say that there's people, it seems to me, who never turn at all. There's people, no matter what happens, they still refuse to turn back to God. So in Scripture, in the whole of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, there are three principal overarching themes. Themes that are in every book, Old Covenant, New Covenant, you'll find them everywhere. The first one is the return of Christ. <laughs> Be assured, personal guarantee, Jesus Christ will come back. This is a consistent theme. The second theme is that there will be a judgment. And this, again, is in every book in the Bible. There is a coming judgment. But the third theme is the importance and the significance of hearing from God, listening to God's voice, and obeying Him. This is in the Old Testament and in the New, and it's just as, impor uh, as important today as ever. 
when people historically sought God, they inquired of the Lord, they went after him, they found success with that interaction. But when people turned a blind eye, a deaf ear to God, they found disaster. Let me show you this in a couple of scriptures, and then I'll get into some very serious points I want us to pray about later on today. My, my first scripture, just to illustrate this point of rock bottom making people turn to God, is it concerns King David. King David is known famously as the man after God's own heart. We all know him as this, the person who sought God. Not always. Not always. In 1 Samuel chapter 26, 27, 28, and 29, you don't see David seeking after God. What you see David doing, he's under attack. It's a time of crisis in his life. A bit like lockdown, right? The time of crisis. And he does some strange things in the crisis. He goes and joins forces with the Philistines. In order to get himself out of the pressure he's in, he actually turns to the world in those few chapters. David stops seeking God. His, his prayer life goes cold. And as he does this, as he turns a blind eye and a deaf ear to God, do things get better? No. Things get worse and worse and worse and worse until David hits the lowest point of his entire life as we see him in Scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. On the third day, David and his men arrived in Ziklag, and the Amalekites had raided the Negev. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it down. They had taken captive the women and all who were there, both young and old. They had not killed anyone, but had carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to the city, they found it burned down and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and the troops went and they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives, Ahuam and Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, had also been taken captive. And David was greatly distressed because the people spoke about stoning him, because the soul of every man grieved for his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. Then David said to Abathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, <laughs> should I pursue these raiders and will I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, yes, pursue them for you will surely overtake them. I repeat, chapter 26, 27, 28, 29, David has stopped seeking the Lord. He has closed his eyes, deafened his ears, and things begin to get bad. They get so bad that his wives are gone his children are gone, all his possessions are gone, and now the army that he has, they want to kill him. So this is, the, this is rock bottom for David. And in, ver in verse um, 8, it says, Then David sought the Lord. Then, turning point, dividing line, then David sought the Lord. I don't, things getting, I don't see things in this world getting much better generally because the scripture warns us that there will be great tribulation in the last days. Generally, I don't think things are going to get much better. But for you, you can have your Goshen. For you, you can have the light of God in your home. For you who are born again, for heaven's sake, use this time to seek God. 
Make today a turning point in your private prayer, your family prayer, and later I want to talk about our church prayer. Second example, so David reached rock bottom, he turned to God, and then he saw success. He said to God, should I fight? God said, fight. Go fight. Turn around, David, and I will be with you. Second example is a wonderful example in, in Judges chapter 16, the example of Samson. And where Samson, the same way, Samson had once been walking with God. <coughs> Excuse me. But various troubles came in his life. His heart grew cold, and he began to turn away from God. Judges chapter 16, verse 15. This is Delilah really, you know, destroying Samson with her words. Listen to this. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. And with such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. <laughs> a nagging woman. <clears throat> so she told, uh, So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent to the rulers of the Philistines and said, Come at once, he has told me everything. So the Philistines came. Verse 21, Then the Philistines, then the Philistines seized him, they gouged out his eyes, and they took him to Gaza, and they, they bound him with bronze shackles, and they set him to grind, grinding grain in the prison. But thankfully, his hair began to grow again. I want to skip down to verse 28. Judges chapter 16, verse 28. Look what it says here. It's a brilliant line. Then Samson prayed. Now, here we go. Samson has stopped praying for a long time. And things went from bad to worse, to worse, to worse. What was rock bottom? I'll tell you what was rock bottom. They blinded him. They shaved his head. And this is a great disgrace for the whole nation of Israel, not just for him. He's down in a pit. He's blind. He's been shaved. He's bound in shekels. And he's grinding grain, feeding the enemy. This is truly, truly rock bottom. Then... Samson prayed and the end result was from that place God blessed Samson the anointing of God came upon Samson greatly empowered him and you know the end of the story David reached a turning point even though there was great trouble partly he was to blame for that Samson reached a turning point same situation some of this was self-inflicted and in this world as we look you know Ziklag where David was there uh, where they had taken everything from him that removed stolen wives the possessions everything else Ziklag represents certain things that I see prevalent in the world today confusion conflict cost <laughs> this world is in recession great loss people are losing things great regret as people look back pain and disaster and in the midst of that even in the midst of that when David repented, God blessed him. When David reached his turning point, his rock bottom, God was ready to bring him back. So as I look around the world today, I see many people have lost everything. I was watching some of the, 
videos sent to me from America from people who have lost their, you know, people have been shot dead or killed or their buildings have, their businesses have been destroyed, burnt to the ground after working for years. The, you know, other people with COVID-19, they've, they've lost their parents, their children. It's a, it's a sad old day in the world in many respects. Many people have lost all, like Ziklag. Many people are confused. I'm getting more messages than I've ever had in my life. Uh, personal messages, just asking questions about what's happening. It's a time of confusion, a time of enormous cost. You know, the 2008 recession, that was some recession, but this recession is unrivaled. And it's a time of civil unrest. The men wanted to kill David. A time of civil unrest in many countries. I can't make it any more emphatic. All of these signs scream out to us, turn to God and he will be with you. Whatever you have lost, if you've lost finances in the first part of 2020, I want today to be a turning point. David lost his relationships. They took his wives and kids. If you've lost things in terms of relationships that you know you should have had in 2020, the devil you know, stopped the momentum then I want you to claim those things back, whatever the personal cost is. And, you know, I was thinking this week, I had a, a very, very strange thing happen to me many years ago. I was Sunday morning, and my wife will tell you I take this very seriously. <laughs> so I get up very early in the morning, and I seek the Lord. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for, for years. It's, 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 a, it's a matter of life and death for me, is the Word of God. So on this particular Sunday morning, I got up, I had done my preparation just like this. I took my notes, put them in my briefcase, and I tell you, I heard from God. I heard from God loud and clear. And he told me, go, get my pen, and write down in my notes uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Just write it down. I didn't know why. Where David went into the enemy's camp, after Ziklag, and he took back everything that was stolen. So I wrote it down, and I, I thought, well, what am I supposed to say about this? No, no more word. So I just got in my car. I was driving to the church, and I'm thinking, wow, I've got to go back into the enemy's camp, <laughs> and I've got to take back everything he stole from me. So we get to the church, and my son, who was about 12, he went to the shop with another 12-year-old kid in the church. They just went out to get Coke or something. <coughs> and a, a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little while later, they came running back into the church, greatly distressed. My son was crying. He had been attacked by a gang. He loves Liverpool Football Club. So they took his Liverpool tracksuit top. They tore that off him and they ran off with it, you see. Well, I have to go back out now and I've got to go back and get <laughs> what the enemy has stolen from me. But you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good testimony, it's a good story, but listen to this. This is why I'm telling you. See, when I left that church, I ran in the general direction where he said that gang had gone. But I tell you what, an anointing came upon me that to this I felt like an army. I felt like I was running down that street and I'm not alone. The power in my feet, the power of my presence, just began to grow. And I can remember when I got up this morning, God said to me, go into the enemy's camp and take back what he has stolen from you. And I found myself 
you know, thundering down the streets of Dublin. I saw the gang in the distance, and I, you know, I believe they heard spiritually. They could hear the thunder of God coming at them like an unstoppable force. And I could see one of the gang, one of the guys was wearing my son's jacket. One of the gang tore the jacket off the, the, the robber, threw it in the air, and they all ran away. And I got it back again. Hallelujah. <laughs> what has the devil stolen from you in 2020? In the first part, I want you to go into the enemy's camp and I want you to take back what has been stolen. Let me give some guidelines as to how we do that. David, uh, <coughs> excuse me, David in 1 Samuel, he took three steps from the point of, you know, desolation. When he came back into Ziklag and everything was gone, when the pandemic was struck, when everything was down, the economy was finished, David took three significant steps. The first thing he did, he encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what it says. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. So I want you to stop right now, not tomorrow, right now. And I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember when things have been difficult in your past and remember how God intervened for you. I, I don't care if you're the worst Christian on the planet, God has intervened for you, right? You think back. He has intervened for you. He came to your rescue. He restored you in some way. He answered your prayer. David, in this moment of crisis, he just paused a moment and he reflected on how God had blessed him in the past. Think a moment. How has God rescued you and blessed you before? Well, the same God will bless you now. The same God will rescue you now, even in the midst of this global crisis. That's the first thing he did. We're going to pray about this later today. The second thing he did was David paused and he praised God. Very important thing to do. You thank God for all he's done. Thank God for his hand of, of rescue in the past and for the restoration he brought you in the past. And then from this, praise him in advance for what he's about to do in your life. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He praised God. That's what Jonah did. When Jonah was in the belly of that whale and going down into the... It says jo Jonah lifted up his voice in praise and out he goes, right? That's what Peter did when Peter found himself in a bit of a rock bottom inside a prison cell. Peter began to praise the Lord and those gates flew open. Encourage yourself in the Lord, step one. Praise the Lord. And then the third thing David did, it says he inquired of the Lord. He went to ask the how shall I proceed in my battle? This is an important point because all of our lives are so unique. We're individuals, individual circumstances. As a church, we can inquire, that's fine. But I want you also individually for your specific situation for the rest of this year, coming out of lockdown. That's what we're talking about. Today is a turning point. And I want you to pray for God. Encourage yourself with what God has already done. Praise him for what he's already done and what he's about to do. And today, inquire of him. Don't demand an answer immediately, right? Begin your seeking after God. Return to God. Worship him and inquire of him. How shall we proceed out of lockdown? I've asked Pastor Emma 
to come when I finish in a moment. And she's going to give, particularly LFC here, some guidelines about a prayer meeting that we're going to have immediately this service finishes. We want everyone, when, you, uh, when this meeting finishes, to hop over onto the WhatsApp group for the Wednesday prayer meeting. If everybody can just go straight on that group, Pastor Emma will be there to lead us as a church into these three steps that I've just mentioned, but also a complete reversal of some of the damage that, been, that has been caused in 2020. I want to list a few things. Many people are confused. There's a lot of confusion in the world. And this is, remember, confusion is not from the Lord. It's not from the Lord. Confusion is for the enemies of God. That's what scripture teaches us. It's not from God at all. So you reject that in Jesus' name and we put clarity in its place. There's enormous conflict around the world. And I want to pray conflict out of our homes and families, our societies, and the peace of God. There's been great cost. As I said, 2008 was a crisis, but nothing in comparison to this. People have lost their employment, their savings, their pensions. So where there has been cost, we want to prophesy blessing for the rest of this year and beyond. There has been great loss in 2020. Many of our ministries can't function properly. They can't function. They can't perform the things that they want to do. Many churches closed, right? So pray for ministries that they become creative and inventive in ways of, of still reaching people in this world. Uh, and whatever plans you had that somehow have been stifled uh, or lost in 2020, we pray for a restoration of those things. There's been great pain, and we want to replace that for joy. And instead of this ongoing disaster, that we see the fulfillment of God's will for your life, for my life, and for our lives. Again, let me repeat what I said at the beginning. Today, I want to talk to LFC and all of you. We love you, and we're suffering with you in this crazy time. But today, collectively and individually, we draw a line in the sand. Enough is enough. We're coming back. Maybe we can't come back physically, but you can come back in your family. You can come back in your relationship with God, etc., etc. Do what David did. Do what Samson did. Seek the Lord today. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Let's do it today. I'm going to hand over to Pastor Emma, and she's going to give us some guidelines and some instructions about what we're going to do right now. Um, so thank you, Pastor Emma. God bless you. We love you all. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.